Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. This is TJ Pittenger, as always, my good buddies, Freddie Stevenson and Richie Barnes. How you guys doing tonight? Finally, happy to have a game this week. I didn't know what to do with myself last week, man. How you doing, Rich? Yeah, I'm doing good. I feel the same. It was nice to, you know, have a stress-free Saturday. I watched a little bit of football, not much, and the Bucks didn't play on Sunday, so I had my Sunday to myself. So it's it was kind of nice, but I realized real quick I miss football. So I'm glad we're we're back to it. You know, Saturday at four o'clock against Pittsburgh. We're here to break it all down. We're here to preview it. Um, I'm excited. Like you guys said, I'm excited to finally have it back. It stunk last week. It only get like I watched plenty of football. I wasn't like Richie, but I watched plenty of football. Um, like I had to suffer through that horrible Missouri Florida game. And then the games weren't great overall anyway. I had to wait all night until Sunday night almost to watch the Bucks blow it. Um, I didn't care about any of the NFL games, any of the college games until wait, wait, do we play Monday night? I think we played Monday. We did we play Richie? We played know, Monday but, this. Yeah, we played Monday against New York. We played this Sunday night, so another late game for us. That's right, so. yeah. We played – I didn't care about anything on Sunday, and then on Monday we almost blow it, and it's just like – I'm glad that football's back. Hopefully Florida State doesn't blow it. But um, anyway, Double Fries No Saw brought to you by, as always, Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Want to shout them out before we do anything else um, to get started. We appreciate their um, – Working with us, we appreciate all that they do for us. Visit both their locations in Tallahassee at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Uh, tell them Double Fries No Slog sent you and tag us in a picture um, of your gut box. I have more people this week text me that they got their, um, uh, they got their uh, why do I try, why can I not think? Their stickers and koozies and everything else. So if you tag us in your order, you will, uh, you'll get all of that at that point. So um, I'll mail it out to you. Sorry, I'm all over the place because these guys are texting me. I'm not quite sure what's going on. What, what's the other, uh, what am I missing here? So we we got a, a shop. We're, we're part of the Big Three Roll-Up Network. You, you want to get into that a little bit, TJ? Sheesh. I'm like, what am I missing? These guys are texting me. Uh, this show is powered by the Big Three Roll-Up. The Big Three Roll-Up um, with Silk, Kev, and Josh Newberg of Knowles 24-7 covers uh, Florida, Florida State, Miami. Uh, we do have a shop that you can go to, big3rollup.com. Right on the front is shop now. There's a bunch of swag and merchandise you can get, including a uh, double fries, no slaw shirt that you can check out there. Man, I had no clues what you guys were talking about. You said like the ad read. And I'm like, man, I'm right in the middle of the ad read. Like, well, what's going on here? So Freddie saved my butt. I forgot about it Sunday, but um, we are part of the Big Three Rollup Network. That This is kind of, they've kind of empowered us to be able to do what we've done and help take off as fast as we have. So appreciate them. Um, without further ado, somebody that absolutely nobody has asked for uh, is now joining the show. Um, we've got Chris on the line. Chris has a little bit different background than he had um, the last time. We spoke, oh, man. But so do I. I have a little bit different background as well. They're, like you could see the the smirk and then the this side over here. So Chris, welcome to the show. You won our Pick'em. For the second time, you're one of a few people to win it two times, so congrats on that. But I had to give you a little crap for uh, – it's been a little while since you were on. But I will say, as much crap as I give you, like Miami gave an absolute valiant effort. Yep. Miami was a fun team to cheer for. I enjoyed cheering for Miami until they got to the finals. They were, I mean, I wanted them more than 
I, it would have been nice to beat Boston as a Lakers fan, but like I wanted, you know, I, I wanted better things for them than like Boston or Milwaukee or Indiana. Who cares? So Miami was a really, really fun team. I kind of said they reminded me of that 09 Magic team. They were a fun team. Everybody liked. They just kind of ran into a juggernaut. So shout out to Miami, but shout out more to Lakers for for winning. I appreciate that, and I'm loving the uh, Tyler smirk in the background there. <laughs> yeah, man, had to had to for you. So Richie, Chris won our picks. Um, I don't really care. You you can recap Chris's picks. I don't 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 bring up mine. You or Freddie's? It's been so long now that. Oh no, you can recap these. These were just last week. Do you have them? Or are we talking about the? Yeah, I've been pulled up. So I did a bunch of random games: North Texas, UTEP, uh, Georgia State, Wyoming, Hawaii, Memphis, Cincinnati. Um, so Ed, actually, our, our staff guy, he, I think he's won before. You know, he, we brought him on here once, and then he think he didn't win a single game the next week. So it could be the, <laughs> the kiss of death. But as far as Patreons go, Chris was the got first place. He only missed Hawaii, and um, Ohio State failed to cover the thirteen and a half against mm. Penn State, winning by thirteen. So that, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, I did all right. You know, and, and Richie, I really accomplished my goal because all I all I signed up for originally was just so I could troll you um, by doing better than you. So I'm really, you know, know. succeeding. I know. I was, like, I, I didn't push any of my friends to, like, join Patreon, but, like, I, of course, I let people know about it. And Raj is like, I'm signing up just so I can come on and win the pick em every week and just mess with you, Richie. So it's a, you, you've done it twice now, buddy. I'm succeeding. I'm winning the game. <laughs> And I'm really winning the game because I, the reason why I, I was on the move here is because my dinner just walked in the door. So as soon as we're done, I'm going to chow down right now. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, I was going to say, pan- it's a food podcast, bro. <laughs> got, got, a little, got a little Panda Express come just walk in the door. Oh, so I, Did you get the Beijing beef? I, I Yeah, I did. It, that's a new one, right? No, that ain't new. It's on one of the classes, <laughs> the Beijing beef. Um, I, I got some kind of new new beef thing that looked pretty good, so. I'll let you know how it was. (laughs) Well, I love, before we get into these picks, I know you're wanting to eat, but you came on our show, so it's kind of our rules. I I think if I could only eat one thing for the rest of my life, I would just cheat and say Asian food, like any kind of Asian food. Because then you get Thai, you get Japanese, you get sushi, you get hibachi, you get Chinese food. I had a poke bowl tonight. Yes, sir. There we go. You just, you get Korean food, like everything, man, like. I don't know. Yeah, Asian I, food. I, Asian food's a go. I, I'm not. Gonna, I I love Asian food. I I, I went to Asia a couple of years ago. I did I did Thailand and Japan, and uh, I, I okay. fell in love with the food, man. I, you you can't go wrong with Asian food. How much different is it though uh, compared to like American Asian food? Like is Thai food oh, the same? That like completely different. <laughs> completely different. Is anything the same? Like sushi or anything they have there? Uh, I love the fact in Japan, the way that you eat sushi is they actually like make it right in front of you and they just put it like individual, like they'll, the, the sushi chef will just be rolling stuff and it'll put it right in front of you and you just eat it with your hands. There's no chopsticks, nothing like that. So that's one mm-hmm. big difference. And then like the Thai food, I mean, depending on what you're doing when you're in Thailand, um, like street food is really prevalent there. So you just kind of like walk around and everything is super cheap. Uh, they make everything super fresh, you know, because they're literally making it on a cart, like that's standing right in front of the dude on the street. So, I mean, everything's super fresh. Cool. Um, I was just curious. All right. That has nothing to do with the show. Richie, um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about these picks. We're actually like uh, interviewing you. This is like, you're the, you're the guest tonight. So I, I, I have to, I have to start this by saying, so CBS, like the pick and pull we have, I have the power to pick, you know, from a collection of games every week. 
and Florida State wasn't even an option this week. We're still going to pick it with the spread currently. But, man, talk about tough times. We, we couldn't even pick our game, and we're, we've been picking Liberty all year. So, TJ, maybe you're, you're supporting the wrong team here. But let's uh, we'll jump right into it with the first one. So, Texas, they are hosting West Virginia, and they are giving seven and a half points. So, let's start with our guest, Chris. So what's going to happen there? All right, I'm going to caveat all my picks with that I had about a half an hour notice uh, to go through these <laughs> picks and then make them. So, uh, I, I'm rolling with West Virginia, and the only reason is because they burned me a couple weeks ago when I picked them to win and upset Oklahoma. Uh, so I, purely for that reason, I'm rocking with West Virginia. All right, Freddie, where are you at? Um, I'm going to go with West Virginia as well. I don't have any confidence in Texas. I went with them earlier in the year, and they burned me as well. So that, I'm kind of bitter about that. TJ. Yeah, I don't think – I don't think Texas is any good, but I don't think West Virginia is any good either. I'll take uh, I'll take Texas to cover this. Yeah, I think I'm on Texas here as well. Um, next one, we're going to a noon kick in the Big Ten. Indiana, number 13, is hosting number 23, Michigan, but they are actually getting three and a half points as a home dog. Um, give me the home dog, man. Michigan, I, I think that line's all about, you know, prestige and Harbaugh and – I think Harbaugh might be on his way out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Indiana with a plus three and a half. I, I'm not bold enough to say money line, but I'll, I'll take the points if I can get them. What about you, TJ? I like Michigan here. I think this is Harbaugh's last year as well. Um, but I think that Indiana got really, really lucky that uh, mm-hmm. and, and really only won that Penn State game because that kid didn't fall down. So I, I'm not confident that they can win this game. I think that Michigan rebounds and um, – Michigan's better than Penn State to me. So I'll take Michigan to, to cover here. Not by much, but I think they went by like five or six. All right. Freddie? Yeah, I think Michigan to bounce back this weekend. They'll cover easily. Rach? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm rolling with Indiana. I'm, I'm with you, Richie. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I know we, uh, we we tend to end up in the, same, <laughs> in the same place, man. I think Harbaugh's on the way out as well. He just hasn't uh, seemed to go his way ever, and uh, I don't think he gets any better uh, this week. All right, man. The next one, it's this will be a weird game because it's, you know, we're going to Florida, Georgia, you know, no fans. Typically, you have half the stadium red, half blue. Um, Man, I I have a bad feeling. I think Florida wins this one outright. So I, I will give or take the four and a half points, but I'm also going to do a separate bet on the money line. I just I think Florida wins it this year. Um, Freddie, what do you think? I'm absolutely with you. I, I've been battling all week, but I think they pull it up. This is going to be hard to stop them. I think they're getting the rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Chris? I'm riding with the, with the dogs. You know, Richie, you know I, right. I have bulldogs. So, uh, you know, my, my yeah. little uh, little little uh, shitheads are staring at me out the door right now. Sorry for cursing <laughs> <laughs> right now. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm rolling with, the, rolling with the bulldogs. And the reason for it is just Florida's off uh, defense is just terrible. I mean, they can put up 40 points a game. But if you're giving up, you know, 42, then it really doesn't matter. So uh, I'm rolling with the dogs. Man, I think this is their year to win it, too. I think this is Florida's year to win it. Um, you know, I think that Georgia's offense has never been, like, great, but they've been able to do just enough. And I think that Georgia's offense is is just not very good this year. I think that Florida's defense is – is they played a little better against Missouri. I mean, Georgia's offense is slightly better than Missouri's. Um, so, I mean, I think this is Florida's year to get it. But uh, – but I can't pick the Gators, so give me UGA plus four or minus four and a half. 
So uh, real real quick on this game, what's we know Georgia has an elite defense. What's the magic number for Florida? Like, what do they need to score to win? Because I think 34. as good as Georgia's as good as Georgia's defense is, their offense has struggled. I think twenty four might win it. What do you guys think? No, nah, if, if it's twenty, I mean if. I mean, that's not my magic number, but I'm just telling you, if it's 24, then Florida's absolutely hitting it. Georgia's defense played really well against Alabama and still gave up, what, 38 points? Um, yeah. Is, was that the final of that? And, and some of that came late. Like, Georgia had a 24-20 lead with five minutes to go mm-hmm. in the third quarter. But then Alabama scored quickly three times in, in the, at, you know, at the end of the third and in the fourth. So, um you know, the one thing about that is, though, Alabama's offense is, you know, I'm kind of backing up and taking a long They're time to answer your question. Yeah. yeah, Alabama's and their offense is very quick hitter, right? Like Florida's offense is going to nickel and dime you down the field. Uh, Kyle Trask hasn't thrown, um, you know, like 80% of his passes are like eight yards or less, right? And and so they, Florida does a good job. Mullen does a good job of scheming guys open and getting guys to – um, get the ball to the playmakers in space and letting them work. Like they're not trying to light anybody up down the field like we do with Terry or or different things, right? Or like we have in the past. And, and Alabama goes long too, right? With Waddle and some of those weapons. So that could bode well for Georgia just because it could be a slower game and Georgia's going to try and run the ball and, and limit possessions. My magic number for either team is 31. I think the first team to 31 here wins the game. I guess that's not much different than yours. That's one more touchdown. But again, it, if the if the magic number is 24, I don't see a way that Georgia holds them under 24 points. And and so then I would agree with you and say Florida wins. That was a long way to answer that question. I said real quick and TJ goes on for two and a half minutes. Well, that's okay. Freddie, what's what's your magic number here? I think it's around the 30, 31, 34 range. Team okay. hits that number wins the game. Chris, what think Freddie and I, I, uh, TJ yeah, are right here? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with either of these guys. They uh, certainly know a lot more about this than I do. But uh, yeah, 31, that's probably probably about right. All right, so we have two more before the uh, the Florida State pit uh, line that we're picking. So uh, this will be a fun one at Texas A and M. They're out South Carolina, so it's Jimbo and Muschamp reuniting again. Um, South Carolina's two and three. Texas A and M ranks seventh in the country, four and one, but only a seven and a half point favorite for the Aggies. I'm a, I'm gonna kick it straight to Freddie after I answer this. Outside of that 2012 game when EJ was concussed. Jimbo owns Will Muschamp, and that's not going to change this week. Texas A&M by 10 or more. Freddie, am I right? Yeah, you're right. I I think the week <laughs> after they beat Florida, I expected them to kind of fall off, but Jimbo's got them firing on all cylinders right yeah. now, so I think they cover big this game. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Richie, you took my nugget, man. The, the one <laughs> thing I was going to add to this podcast was that Jimbo has owned, has owned Muschamp, and he's going to continue to this weekend, so – that's my pick. TJ, unanimous? Yeah, give me Jimbo here. I mean, I can see the scenario where they keep it close, but, you know, transitive property me on this one. Um, Florida and Texas A&M both score similarly, and, and Florida was able to um, get more than a touchdown on South Carolina. If they had to play in front of a full crowd, maybe things get weird. South Carolina gets a backdoor touchdown or something or backdoor Bryce score Williams, yeah. to, to cut it. But, you know, I think that uh, – I think the Jimbo is too good here. South Carolina's offense isn't good enough. So I, I think that – I don't think it's a blowout. Like, I could see it at 14. You know, so I've watched yeah. in my gym that I run at at work, like they always have the SEC network on when I go and run during the middle of the day. And so I've watched the um, 
the last three Texas A&M games because I've just gone at different parts of the day and that's always <laughs> been what's on. And they ne- they don't blow anybody out. Like they win by like 10 or 14 every game because they just don't put their foot on the pedal or foot on their throat, blow them out. So anyway, I think it's like 14. I don't think it's a blowout, but I, I do think they cover. Yeah, and then probably it, in my opinion, a little more intriguing than uh, the Georgia-Florida game just because we have 7-0 and Clemson, number one in the country, at 6-0 Notre Dame, number four in the country. Um, no Trevor Lawrence. He's out this week with COVID protocol. I think Clemson, they're favored by five and a half. I'll, I'll go last year because I went early on the last few. Let's, uh, let's start with TG on this one. Yeah, I'm not going to do the reverse thing where I say a bunch of good things about one team and then go with the other. I, I think I like Notre Dame here. Clemson didn't look very good the other day. And um, yeah, I think Notre Dame... I'm not sure that I'm picking them to win, but I think they cover. I think they can cover the four and a half, five and a half. What is it? Uh, I I think they cover. I think they got a great chance to win. Um, You know, Clemson is going to run the ball like crazy. And, you know, Notre Dame probably will too, because book's not great, but uh, I I like book to make more plays than, than Clemson. So I I like Notre Dame to cover this and set up a rematch. I think they get a rematch and then Lawrence beats them in the, in the ACC championship. So I'm good with that. Uh, because and, and that keeps Miami out of the ACC championship if that's how it goes down. Let's go, Freddie. Where are you at here? Um, I was back and forth, but one thing I know about Clemson, they they show up in big games. So that defense, they're gonna absolutely make it hell for Ian Book this game. I think they create a few turnovers and they cover easily this game. I see them dominating on the offensive side as well. I think that freshman he gets an opportunity to showcase himself. He got in a little rhythm against Boston College. I, th- I think they'll they'll beat them by double digits. Chris, this is the uh, the one game we're picking that you and I kind of talked about offline when I told you to come back. So uh, go ahead and t- tell these guys where you're at here. Yeah. So uh, Richie, you might not know this, but my family on my dad's side is all from a little small town right outside of Clemson, South Carolina. So whenever I talk to my grandfather, which is once a week, we talk about two things: we talk about FSU football and Clemson football. So I watch the Clemson games specifically so I can talk to my grandfather who's 94 years old. So it's our one thing we talk about uh, every week. So I watched that game last week. I watched them get down early. I don't think they, they, they did very well. They, they responded in the second half, but I, I just, I don't see it. Notre Dame is, is much better than Boston college. So I just don't see them being able to go into South bend on, you know, it's not going to be that cold, but still it's going to be a cold, you know, uh, you know, a Midwestern night. I, I think that Notre Dame pulls it out. I think they went outright. So you're giving me points. I'm taking Notre Dame. This is where I think you're crazy, man. Clemson's <laughs> going to win. Clemson's going to cover. I don't think it'll be particularly close. I think Dabo is a master motivator. He can use last week to build upon that. And for a number one team in the country going on the road in November, there's never been less pressure on a team in the history of football that I can think of for in a top five matchup because they know if they lose, well, the NCAA playoff committee or college football playoff committee, they're going to say, well, obviously Trevor wasn't there. So if they come back and beat Notre Dame in the rematch, they're in the playoff anyway. So this is a, basically a free mulligan. So if you play, you know, you play golf, you know, you, you get two shots off the first tee because your first one's going to go off in the woods somewhere. And if you're like me, the second one probably will too, but you have a chance of getting it on the fairway. But when you know you have that second chance to to make it happen, it, it's easier. I think no pressure on Clemson at all. All the pressure on Notre Dame. Um, yeah, I'm I'm taking Clemson. I man, I 
I'm I'm gonna give the five and a half because so, I think that's a friendly number, but I think they so, win by so 10 Richie, plus. So Richie, if if we end up going to this Bucks game here in a couple weeks, which you know I, I know we've been talking about, we're gonna have a little offline side bet. The the first round goes to the pick of this game. What do you, how you feel about that? I, I'm down with that. Yeah. So me me and Roch, we're okay. I think we're gonna I have tickets to the Bucks and Chiefs game. I was gonna sell them, but man, Brady Mahomes a potential Super Bowl preview in the same stadium for a fraction of the price. So I don't think we can pass that up. All right. Yes. Can I say something about this real quick before we, before we go on this, had, this shouldn't impact <laughs> the game at all by any means, but I was at the last, I think it was the last one. The last Clemson Notre Dame game was 2015. The rain game. Um, Notre Dame ended up missing a two point conversion at the end. Yeah. Uh, to not so it didn't go to overtime. Um, I saw today that Clemson is teams going for two against Clemson are one of 15 since Dabo took over. And a lot of that is the fact that Venables is a good defensive coach. Like they've got a good defensive coach, but I mean there's a lot of luck involved in that too. Like because yeah. the standard average is just say 50%. You're going to get two point conversions 50% of the time. That's that's just what's going to happen. You're going to get fourth and short 50% of the time. That's like what the average is over all of football, college, NFL, everything. And so for them to be teams against them to be one in 15. Again, I, I don't think the game's coming down to a two point conversion. I just saw that stat and thought it was just like mind blowing. Um, Notre Dame came all the way back on them. Like I was with some buddies that, that uh, were Notre Dame fans. We sat in the rain all day. We went to college game day. We were all hammered. Um, and then the, to lose on a two point conversion was insane, but one in 15, that's, that's nuts. It won't impact the game, but I felt like I had to tell you guys, and I know you're about to go to the FSU game last, but can we pick the Liberty game too? I mean, while we're here. So Sure. I don't have the spread on that up, so we'll pick it. But real quick, I, we have a comment from a, a listener on the live uh, Twitter feed from a guy named at Trey Roland says, what's up, C. Rochester, you piece of shit. Anything to say to Trey, Chris? <laughs> so but for those that don't know, Roch and Trey were in the same fraternity at Florida State. <laughs> no, I, 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 big, big ups to Trey, man. I, I miss the roll cast. I, I love you guys, you know, no, no, uh, no doubt. But uh I, I, I'm not as clever as Trey and, uh, you know, I, I am growing a little bit of a beard here. Nothing like Trey's though, man. I love to drive, uh, the drive through last week, man. Trey's, a, you know, Trey's mustache is a thing of legend right now. Uh, so, so TJ, what's the Liberty line and then we'll pick Florida state and let Chris uh, eat his dinner here. Um, I, it started out at 19 and a half. I want to say it's down to like 15 and a half. Uh, I just don't have it. Yes. I just don't have it down right in front of me. Um, So I I don't know. I I haven't watched any Liberty or Virginia Tech this year outside of a little bit of Virginia Tech last week, but Liberty seems like a covering machine. So just give me Liberty to cover. I think Freddie's going to agree with me here, right? Not a doubt. When in doubt, bet on Liberty. (laughs) I did. Give it a sweep. Sweep it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not picking against uh, Liberty here. I actually, I actually don't think they cover. It's 16 right now. Um, I oh, maybe they do. That two I point conversion you were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, it translates <laughs> to other ACC teams. I actually think it's going to be really, really tough. Virginia Tech is, you know, Liberty beat Syracuse pretty bad, but they didn't have a quarterback, and Virginia Tech is just better. Um, but I mean, who knows? Liberty, Liberty can score, so we'll kind of see how it goes. Um, I did a pod with Allie earlier this week, and she said, "Give me Liberty or give me death." So. <laughs> uh, I thought that was funny. So I'm, I'm the same way. Go, go Liberty. It was on election day too. Is when she said that. So it worked out. 
Hey, who cares if they win or lose, TJ? You know, good teams win, great teams cover. Just give me that cover, Liberty. That's and then right. we're gonna we're gonna end it with Florida State, and we'll save our score predictions for later. But the line currently in the so CBS wouldn't have this game. That's just wild to me. But Florida State is currently favored by two. Um, Pitt opened as a two and a half point favorite. That line has shifted four and a half points. A lot of that was due to some uncertainty with Pitt's quarterback. Kenny Pickett, as well as one of their best defensive players, safety Paris Ford, opting out after that 45 to three loss to Notre Dame. So Florida State is giving two points at home to Pittsburgh. I hate to be a Debbie Downer to start it off. Give me the Panthers to cover. Anyone can go next because I, I see all faces like what's going you. on here. <laughs> I got to fish you. I like my nose to cover this week, man. Rach, you, am I the only one here? You're, you're the only one, man. You're, you're the only one. Go Knowles all, right. all day. I, I have some inside info I'm going to share later that explains our reasoning, but we'll we'll go from there. All right, Chris. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Next time I won't troll you with a uh, picture of this background. <laughs> well, hey, man, I appreciate you guys. And, uh, you know, big, big ups and big shout out to you for uh, that, that pretty sweet billboard. I saw that and uh, – <laughs> When Richie sent it in our group text, he, I, I know he mentioned it last week. He sent it in our group text. I thought you guys photoshopped that together, but, uh, you know, clearly you're doing big things in the world and uh, it's showing. So uh, keep it up. All right, Rosh, I'll talk to you later, man. Appreciate you guys. Later. We are going to go straight from that to bringing on um, a buddy of mine, somebody that I've followed for a little while on Twitter and, and been able to kind of chat with. Uh, back and forth. Oh, no. He is new to the FSUB. Antoine Staley now works for the Tallahassee Democrat. How's it going, man? Good. How y'all doing? Doing well. Good. Doing well. Good, man. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming uh, on and hanging out tonight. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Last, last minute notice. Um, had to reach out to your booking agent, but he said it was cool to get you on tonight. <laughs> and so the fee was only, the fee wasn't too bad. So we got it done. Um, shout out to Ed Kennedy for paying that fee. Um, New to the FSUB, but you've you've been kind of part of Big Three Twitter forever. So, uh, what what are your thoughts on being on the beat, covering FSU now? Um, let's not make everybody hate you. You don't have to tell like who your alliances are and stuff like that. But like, what are your thoughts on being on the beat? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Everybody's nice so far, so it's all good there. Um, I, I wish the team was winning a little bit more, but you will see if that starts to change on Saturday. I think um, the second half of the schedule is a little bit more uh, favorable outside of Clemson than the first half was. Well, they're undefeated right, I, with you. I don't think we've lost a game since you've been on the beat. So that's helpful, right? Didn't you start on like the Sunday after Louisville? Uh, no, I started before that. I started um, the North Carolina game and then Louisville. Oh, okay. One and one. One and one. Right, yeah. Not bad. So, yeah. so quick question, because I know TJ, Freddie, I think Freddie knows them all, but who's your favorite guy to, that's covering Florida State in your short period of time? Because we got a really good beat. There's not many people I say I don't like that guy. Uh, everybody's pretty cool. Uh, I think Chris is like really a character. Uh, <laughs> Chris and me is funny. Me, yeah, <laughs> he, he's really funny guy. That's probably uh my favorite guy right now. He he holds no punches at all. <laughs> Speaking of holding no punches, I got a Chris knee story while we're here. Uh, you guys remember Corey Dowler? You remember who that was? Yeah. Corey worked for I think he worked for ESPN at one point, but I know he worked for Knowles Two Four Seven. Um, so I was in Clearwater on Corey Batch Corey Corey Dowler's bachelor party and we were uh in in the hotel room having Bible study or uh taking shots and um Chris Knee legitimately open hand slapped 
Corey Dowler, not like upset, not mad, just like legitimately just slapped him as hard as he could, like in the face. And then they like, they just started laughing. And I was like sitting on the bed, like, whew, is that the fireball or like, what's going on here? And they just <laughs> acted like it was no big deal. Like they just kept going on. I think that was their thing. So anyway, don't ever drink with Chris knee <laughs> because you could get smacked. So he, yeah, held, he didn't hold some punches uh, then. <laughs> um, Chris knee. I don't know if he'd want me telling that story now, but, but I mean, it'll be all right. Yeah. I'll have to ask um, him about that on Saturday. He may not remember if I'm being honest. <laughs> Corey would, but, <laughs> but he wouldn't remember. Um, that was a wild night on Clearwater Beach. Before I get into any more stories, uh, we got we have a big game coming this weekend. Florida State favored for the first time this year, besides Jacksonville State. Or we're favored. Oh no, we're favored against Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, but favored after a pretty disappointing performance performance against louisville uh why is fsu favored this weekend other than the game being in doke is, is it have more just to do with Pitt not being very good either well is that it's the combination of that um the starting quarterback situation and also getting to Terry back um i definitely think that's a big that's a big deal if you saw the louisville game uh it was a lot of drops by a lot of receivers there uh which contributed i think to only them scoring 16 points uh, i think the fhd running game has been going really really well as of late but if the receivers can't catch the ball and if you know i feel like that would have put more points on the board and yeah they're going to struggle in the passing game and uh i think you know, a lot of people want to point to jordan travis and uh, him not being healthy but receivers definitely didn't give him any favors in that game whatsoever so getting him back i definitely think will be a benefit, benefit there and i think that's partly why i think they're the favorite so i know what pit open as a favorite they thought they were getting kenny pickett back at quarterback yeah early in the week it seemed like they wouldn't and to me this is classic narduzzi <laughs> I think I think he knew all week that Kenny Pickett was going to play. I think Kenny Pickett's going to start Saturday. I, I believe you were on the the Zoom call with Pitt today or, or earlier this week, were you? Uh yeah, I was. Yes. So, uh, what vibes did you get from that as far as the quarterback position? Because I refuse to believe that if Pickett is even eighty percent, he's not going to start. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think he's going to play. Uh, I would be surprised if he doesn't. That definitely would change everything because if you saw the game against Notre Dame, they just wasn't able to move the ball whatsoever. Now I know the Irish are a top five team, but at the same time, uh, Pitt just really hasn't looked the same without. Even if you go back to the Miami Hurricanes game uh, a few weeks ago, they, their offense just isn't able to move the ball. Their defense is great, but. Um, when your offense keeps putting your defense back there on the field as much as they were, you're going to eventually wear out. So getting the guy like that, who I think is one of the better quarterbacks in the country, is definitely going to help them a lot. But, yeah, I think kind of Narduzzi is kind of just keeping that on the low and just kind of surprise everybody on Saturday. I, yeah, I, I would be surprised if he, def, if he, if he didn't play. So, uh, obviously, Florida State's defensive struggles are well documented this year yeah. um they've given up more yards the next game than they did in the game before every single game this season no matter the opponent it, it's it's been embarrassing so that it sounds like they've had some personal changes during the off week um in the you know mark whipple the pit offensive coordinator he was the oc at miami when jacory harris was there and he runs a very similar offense pro style when he's under center he's going to run the ball he runs an obvious runs down he passes an obvious pass downs if this defense for Florida State can't get right this week, even if Pickett is playing, I don't think we have any hope at all because this is probably the worst or least balanced offense they're going to see the rest of the way. And that includes Duke, in my opinion. What, what do you think there? 
Yeah, I, I you know you talked about Whipple and him like like running the football, but they're statistically they're um, so low. They're one of the uh, worst teams rushing the football this year, yeah. which kind of mind blowing. I yeah, I was doing some research on the story. Uh, just talking about Florida State's defense, rush defense, and that kind of boggled my mind because normally um, in the past he really likes to run the football. So that's coaching. It goes to show you the struggles that they've had this year. But yeah, uh, we talked to the coaches about their rush defense. They they kind of brought it back to a combination of a lot of different things. Players are still learning the scheme there. Obviously, with COVID, they weren't able to you know, get, get their hands on the players as much as they would like to. Also, the fact that some players have just been out of position. So that's definitely been a um, big thing there. And also not being able to get teams off the field on third down. It's been, you know, stopping. They've been running. The team's been running the ball for um, about five yards per da- per game. I mean, per carry on Florida State. And that leads to third and short situations. And in most cases, you know, it's going to – teams are going to convert that and most often than not. So yeah, it's been a combination of a lot of different things there. They hope to try to get this thing going. They believe that their defense is going to start to turn a corner there. We just hadn't seen it. Unlike what I think the offense, we've seen signs of them getting better where the defense, we haven't seen that yet. Defense has had the struggles all season and not having Hamza has really killed us. I saw a report earlier this week that Wednesday he practiced. Is there a chance we finally get to see him on Saturday? Yeah, um, it's going to be a game time decision. Uh, okay. with Terry. So uh, they're going to see how both of those guys look out there on the field on Saturday. My my thinking is they're both going to play. They just don't kind of want to give that away. Okay. But yeah, they're going to see how both of those players perform during pregame warmups. Um, all indications are they've practiced all week. They're probably going to play at this point, especially with the bye week, which was I think was very crucial to Florida State, especially coming off that big time loss to Louisville. Mm-hmm. They allowed to get some players uh, healthy, including Jordan Travis, who was suffering from a little bit of a bum shoulder there too. So, yeah, I think the bye week was definitely beneficial to a lot of different players for Florida State. But, yeah, I definitely expect him and Terry to play on Saturday. So did did you like Norvell's comment when he was asked on a scale of one to five how confident are you that they'll play? And he said, <laughs> I'm oh, somewhere between a one and a five. That seems yeah. like, and I, I think this year is different with COVID because you can't just say, oh, this guy's out with COVID. Um, but I think that's the mic we're going to get. I, I don't think he's going to ever give us any real details on injuries throughout the week uh, <laughs> for as long as he's here. No, just my short interactions. Yeah, that's just not really his style. We, we had a whole night. Like, Twitch thread thread about that whole situation one through five and people were saying well why is it one through five usually it's like one through ten and then we come to figure that's out what Aslan came one, up with <laughs> yeah one through five because that's terry's number uh so yeah, that's yeah. kind of why they decided that's to a convenient cop out yeah, no nobody says that yeah, nobody I, says one through five. I, I usually say one through ten that's what i'm saying like it's usually yeah, everybody says everyone one does yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what makes sense to me so I, I don't know, man. But yeah, it's you see, yeah, um, going back to Novell, and yeah, he's just kind of really hush hush about injuries. He doesn't really want to talk about it too much. It's just kind of his whole mo, and that's probably how it's going to be uh, during his tenure there at Florida State. Are you in? Ta- you're in Tallahassee now. Yes. Have you had Guthrie's yet? Uh, I know y'all tweet about it all the time. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to go there some more and check it out. All right. Very good. Uh, don't be tweeting us a picture with any coleslaw in it if you do. <laughs> okay, tell me what sh- what should I get? Just tell me double, uh, other than double fries. Double. Oh, you just get a gut box. Gut so box. They'll, they'll have yeah. it up there. Yeah. So okay. they'll have like you can get a you can get like a snack size which is three pieces. Boy, they they didn't pay for this much advertising, but you get a snack size which is three pieces. You get a box which is five and and fries and coleslaw, but you can switch it out for the uh, 
extra fries instead of the coleslaw. There's no upcharge. Or you can get like you can get like sandwiches and other stuff too. But a box with double fries, no slaw. Get extra sauce. Freddie won't let us forget that you gotta oh, get I, extra. Oh, I'm gonna get extra sauce. Yeah, I'm a bit sauce person. So yeah, I gotta get that. I and they don't charge you for any extra of this, which is the best part of all of it. So oh, I like that. Uh, what have you uh when we were talking about people we should have on this week, Richie said, how about Antoine? Because he's got like food in his bio. So he'll, he'll get the show. Chicken wings. Yeah, so you got like chicken I'm a big wings chicken wing so- guy, man. Yeah, yeah, so let's I, hear I your chicken-, chicken wings. So yeah. Uh, and it's so that- chicken wing takes. Let's, yeah. like, what's your favorite kind? Do you like to, do you grill? Drums are like flat. So we need everything yeah, here. Like, have you had Hobbit yet? I need answers to all these questions. Okay. So I don't care about drums or flats. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a chicken okay. wing. So it really doesn't matter to me. Long as it there's blue cheese involved. I'm not a ranch guy. I like blue cheese, okay. so I'll okay. go with that. Uh, as far as wing places around here, I hadn't had any yet. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out what the best places are around here. Hobbit is really good. Freddie can probably tell you more than I. But Hobbit is great. Yeah. Uh, Hobbit, Chubby's. What's the Chicago mm-hmm. place? Um, it's a lot of wings, but definitely go to Hobbit. Okay. Yeah, Hobbit. Get get the Carolina Golds at Hobbit. So I'm here. Yeah. I'm a. I prefer drums. But that's because, uh, like, I'm addicted to my cell phone, so I can eat it with one hand and it go on my phone and then drink my beer and, and not have to break apart the the um, flats. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. But definitely get the Carolina Golds from Hobbit Hoagies. They are phenomenal. Okay. I, I like, I've had Carolina Gold sauce before, yeah. so it's really good, and I'll probably really like it. Uh, it's great. Tallahassee got a lot of really good food spots, like a lot of yeah. good little, you know, I don't want to call them, well, a lot of them are like kind of like dive-ish, you know, like, yeah, you know, like I kind of like family, like non-chain stuff is probably the best way to say that. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, a lot of places, I don't really want to go to chain restaurants, but I already know. Oh, um, birds is really good. Do you like oysters? Okay. It's not yeah, really oyster them. season I right now. Oysters. It's not oyster season right now, is it? Isn't it like months that don't end in R? Isn't that how that works? Uh, but birds has one of the best burgers in Tallahassee too. Like their burgers there are fantastic. Um, I mean, I love Mad So, you know, for the vibe and everything else like that. Like, I'm kind of a homer there. But, yeah, there's good food. Fred, I get Freddie could probably take all the good spots. Um, so, hit him up. Freddie knows. You gotta, um, after this, hit me up in the DMs. I'm going to let you know where to go, man. Yeah, I will definitely. Yeah, probably Sunday I'll probably go out a few places, too. Uh, so, yeah, I'll definitely hit you up. Um, We do a little – Oh, well, I want to get this. What does oh, let's go back to why we brought you on? We get distracted pretty easily, but um, <laughs> that's all part of the that. show. No, no, you're fine. We that's we like it. Um, what has to go right? Like, what what is the game plan? How does Florida State? I mean, it's not an upset, so I'm not gonna say pull the upset, but how does Florida State get back on the right track and, and get a game closer to 500 this weekend? Like, what, what are the things that that have to go right for them? And, and do you kind of see this as high scoring, low scoring? Where, where do you kind of find this game falling? Well, first of all, you got to protect Jordan Travis. Uh, Pitt has one of the best defensive lines in the country. Uh, just, they got three players in the top 15 in, in terms of sacks. So you have to make sure that your offensive line does not allow pressure, which I, I think for the most part, Florida State has done a good job with that. They've kind of had um, a lot of the same offensive line players start on um, the last few weeks. So I think they've had a good common continuity with that, unlike in years past, where it's kind of be like musical chairs there. So... Yeah, I definitely think you just have to start there and run the football. I definitely think that's a big strength of theirs this this year, where they're rushing. They're one of the best rushing teams in the country. So 
you protect Jordan Travis, also run the football there and get some turnovers. I definitely think um, getting turnovers, uh, no matter who the quarterback is, whether it be the re- either freshman or where the pick is starting, if you can get some turnovers there, um, and get yourself set up in some point situations there, um, short yardage situations, I definitely think that'd be beneficial. So yeah, I definitely think, I think they're going to win. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm writing my prediction. Actually, uh, I was doing that before I got on here. Yeah, I think they're going to win uh, this weekend. I think it's going to be close, probably like 28, 27 or something to that effect. But yeah, I have them winning this year. I mean, this weekend, a very, very close game. Hopefully it's a, not a game where we get up by a bunch and then have to hold on for dear life. But I mean, I guess if we jumped out to a, <laughs> yeah, if we jumped out, to, I said that the other day though, like if we jump out to 28, nothing lead, like I'm not going to complain about it, I guess, as long as we uh, hold on and don't give up 29. Um, we do an over under segment every week. Um, Richie, it's been so long since we did the last one that I don't even care. Just update us with where we're at for the week. And then we'll do this over under segment with you and then we'll, get you out of here we appreciate you hanging out uh, yeah, no so where, yeah, where so, are we at richie so i won't go over each one but again in the louisville game of the five tj man you, you're on fire you got four out of five right freddie and i both got three so the season totals for uh tj you're at 25 freddie you're at 22 and i'm at 21 so let's jump right into this week and let's start with our uh, our guest antoine staley here and so their last, I think, three games, Pitt's rushing offense has averaged 64 yards a game. I'm giving them a grade on a curve with the Florida State defense. So over under 99 rushing yards for Pitt today or for Pitt on Saturday afternoon. I'm going to go a little bit over just simply because I feel like that's going to be a point of emphasis no matter who's back there. You see Florida State hasn't been able to start the run all year. So yeah. they're going to come in and want to take pressure off the quarterback, no, no matter who that is. So they're going to they're going to make it a point to run the football. And I, I definitely think they're going to get over 100 yards. All right, TJ, over under 99 yards for Pitt's rushing offense. Yeah, I think I like the over here too, but but really close. Like I don't see them going for like 140 or anything like that. Like I think it's really close and and I really wanted to take the under, but I don't have that much faith in our defense. <laughs> Freddie. Yeah, part of me I was fighting with the under as well, but I don't I don't trust our guys yet. I think we still got a lot of room to grow. Guys still aren't filling the right gaps and um like Antoine said, they're going to make it an emphasis to run the ball. So we're going Gonna struggle a little bit. I think it'll be close, but they'll get it. Yeah, I got one twenty. Yeah. I got them bitten by one twenty. I think that sounds about right. Yeah, I, I hate to do this. I'm taking the over as well. I will say, if I thought Kenny Pickett was not playing, I would take the under because I think Pitt's offense has nothing to offer at all without him. Um, and not that he's some great mobile quarterback, but he can at least make a little quicker decision. So you know, in college, sack yards to go off your rushing total. So I'll go over as well, reluctantly. Um, but if Yellen was starting and playing the full game, I would definitely take the under there. Um, next one. So he says he's 100%, but he's been hurt in almost every game we've played. Jordan Travis, total yards 250. Freddie, uh, passing, rushing. Remember, this includes sacks. If And Pitt has had at least two sacks in every game. So 250 total yards. Freddie, where are you at with Jordan Travis? I'm going under. Okay. How about you, TJ? Give me the number again. It cut out just before. 250 total yards, remembering that sacks will take off that total. I'm going to go over. I'll take the over here. I'm not super confident in it. I'm not confident in either one of these picks. Maybe I should have gone the other way, but <laughs> I like the uh, I like the over. All right, Antoine, 250 yards total. Jordan Travis. 
over. Uh, I definitely think he's going to run the ball pretty well, much better than what he did against Louisville. They were kind of trying to protect him because he wasn't 100%. He still may not yeah. be, but he's probably a little bit more healthy than what he was uh, a few weeks ago. And I definitely think he'll do just enough in the passing game to get that mark. So I like it over. All right. This is so hard for me just because if I knew for a fact, if you said, hey, Jordan Travis will be perfectly healthy the entire game um, with no injury issues, I would take the over in a heartbeat. But I, he's been hurt in every game, and Pitt is a physical defense with a really strong front. Antoine, you were talking about their defensive line is massive. Um, I think I'm going to take the under here just because I'm not sure on Travis's health, and I do think there's going to be a package or two for Chubba Purdy, and if he gets in the game and does well, you know that's really going to hurt his chances of hitting the over. So that's my logic there. Uh, the next one, and we'll start with Antoine again here. I put Pitt's defensive line at four and a half tackles for loss. So not, not linebackers or, or safeties coming down, just the DL. Um, Pitt as a team is averaging two sacks, at, or they've had at least two sacks every game. So four and a half, I don't know, man. This I think it's a tough number, but where, where are you at, Antoine? That's, that's tough for me. Um, I'm going to go under reluctantly because I think okay. I think the offensive line will do just enough to not to prevent them to go over four. So I can't push, so I'll go, uh, I'll <laughs> go under. All right. TJ, what's what's your thoughts, man? I'll go under two. I think he'll get uh, – I think he'll get more tackles for losses on like run plays and stuff, but they won't be true sacks. All right. Freddie, what, what's your thoughts? Um – to, I'm gonna have to be that guy. I'm gonna go over. Just, just to, somebody got to win. Y'all can't. <laughs> Freddie, you, Freddie, you're only three back on the season, man. So you, you don't have to start taking risks yet. I'm the, I'm the one in the last place. But um, yeah, with that said, man, he's trying to pull away low key. Could, couldn't um, be me. How much am I up by? Uh, you're at 25. Freddie's at 22. I'm at 21. So you're only up by three. Oh, uh, up you're up by four on me. Um, I'm taking the under. I think Pitt has more than four, um, more than four tackles for losses, but I think that's going to include their linebackers, and I think their safeties get heavily involved in the run game and in those bubble screens. So I think you, you can count on them to get at least one. So I, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take the under, but I, I do think, man, that's like I said, the defensive line. I don't think I'll get there, but the unit as a whole will. Um, so last week. I, uh, Notre Dame, they had a tight end coming into the season. I forget his name. I should have wrote it down with 10 catches on the season. Well, he had five last week for about 74 yards. Um, it, you know, great job by Notre Dame. It, he, they schemed him open. They knew what Pittsburgh was going to do. The reason I mentioned that, I think Cam McDonald can be a key contributor in this game. Um, so I have an over-under for him at 44 yards receiving. So, TJ, start us off here. I like over. All right. How about you, Freddie? I love it. Cam's been growing every week, and they've been getting them involved in the offense more, so I, I love that. All right. Antoine, think, 44 yards for Cam McDonald. I think uh, Novell probably knows that, saw what that, and probably scheming up a way to get him more involved this week, so I'm going to go over as well. Man, I, I was trying to sneak one by you guys here. I, I, I shouldn't have mentioned that or Dan thing. I'm taking the over as well. I do think – you know, obviously the tight end room is limited for Florida State with one, you know, true scholarship. I know Wyatt Rector's on scholarship, but McDonald's the only true scholarship receiver or tight end they have. And Norvell loved using the tight end at Memphis, so I'm going to go with there. And the last one, I'll go first because it goes into my under Jordan Travis 250 yards total. Is Chubba Purdy five and a half snaps at quarterback? I'm taking the over. 
Um, I think Travis is going to have to come out at some point and uh, I see Chuba, you know, getting a first down and getting more than five plays. Uh, so we'll save our guests for last. So TJ, five and a half snaps for Chuba Purdy. I'm going to go under. I've got confidence in us winning this game. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe it's this uh, will it um, right here, but uh, yeah, I'm going to say that he doesn't get in and that, and we end up winning the game and kind of pull away. Uh, oh, so if it, so if I had it at zero five, would you take it under? No, I would not. <laughs> all right, Freddie, well, five, five and, and a half a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one first down is all it is. So, uh, Freddie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under as well. I agree with TJ here. I don't know. I just think some way we'll pull this out, and Jordan Travis finds a way to will us to this win. And I don't think Purdy gets a lot of burn in this game. I hope you guys are right and I'm wrong there. Um, Antoine, yeah, our guest, our last pick of the night, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, no matter what you say here, someone's going to see this and flood your mentions and be like, oh, sh- should we start him from here on out? Or you know, <laughs> what, what should happen here? Because the backup quarterback at Florida State is always the most popular guy in the room. <laughs> uh, I, this week, I, I'm going to go under. Uh, I think they're okay. going to have a chance to win this. Uh, against Clemson, that's a different story. But uh, yeah. I definitely think this week um, – I expect Jordan Travis to play uh, throughout the whole course of the game. And I think it's going to be really close. Yeah. So with that, um, Anton, you you said Florida State wins. What was your final? Uh, I think I'm going to go 28-24. Yeah. I I think we're all going to be in a really close game with our predictions. So with that, let's jump into ours. Um, TJ, do you want to lead us off? Yeah, I think Florida State – I don't know. I've gone back and forth with whether this is going to be high or low scoring because Pitt's offense, and it really depends on if that quarterback plays or not, right? Like they put up three against Notre Dame at home, you know, and and our defense obviously isn't anywhere near Notre Dame's. But if he plays, I'm, you know, I like us winning like 31 27. I'll go with that because I do think he plays. If he doesn't, I could see us getting less possessions, them. I could see it being lower scoring. I think their offense is going to score more with him, so we'll get more possessions. If if he doesn't, you know, I think the game's a little slower. We don't try and go very fast. I, I could see it being something like 24-17 or something. But I think it's close either way. It just kind of depends on if he plays or not. All right, Freddie, what's, what's it going to be this week? Yeah, I got us, I got us winning um, somewhere along the lines of 27-23. It'll be a close, tight game, but we find a way to win at the end. Freddie, man, we're, we're thinking really similarly right now. I, I have 27-24, but I'm almost confident Kenny Pickett plays and starts. I think he's the difference. I think Pitt comes to Doke and gets the win, unfortunately. I hope I'm wrong so I can come on here Saturday night with you guys for instant reaction and, and eat crow, but I just – there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Um, that uh, We got to get in the players-only meeting. That – thing rubbed me the wrong way i don't know what the mentality of this team is um and it i expect a close game Pitt's kickers are 71 percent kicking field goal this year florida state i think it's like 55 percent um that, that's a big deal to me so I, I i reluctantly take Pitt 27 24 if yellen was starting and i knew pickett wouldn't play i'd probably have like 24 21 florida state but i'm operating under the assumption that pickett's going to start and play the whole game and unfortunately i i think that ends poorly for us and again i hope i'm wrong we hope you're wrong too, um, for sure. What uh, 
Antoine, you were talking about this before you go real quick. Have you heard about this players only meeting before we get you off of here? Have you, do you have any insight on that or any thoughts or if not really, it's, it's not a big deal. Like, uh, well, yeah, I've heard about it. Uh, I just, players wasn't very happy um, after the Louisville game. It's a bye week. They feel like they needed to get back to basics. That's pretty much what it was. And, um, and that starts really, we talked about the defense and how, they really hadn't shown any signs of improvement. So it kind of just started there and just kind of trickled down to the whole team. So, yeah, uh, that's about all I've heard from it. They expect they, this team expects a much better second half of the season. I think the schedule is set up really favorable for them. Uh, if you look outside the Clemson game, and I, I think um, it starts there against Pitt. That's what it, that's going to be the tone setter on Saturday. Yeah, you're, you're completely right about the schedule setting up better. I mean, every game – that's left of the five well the four minus clemson we we could win any game we could lose any game right like they'll all kind of be there for us uh whereas in the in the first half of the year once we lost the first couple once we lost the first we knew we weren't going to beat miami we knew we weren't going to beat notre dame um really thought north carolina would be pretty tough but yeah outside of the clemson game we could win any one we may get the benefit of playing back-to-back teams without their starting quarterback uh over the next two weeks so that's a help and then you know you get virginia at home and then you get uh you get uh, Duke, who yeah. has one ACC win, right? Like their other win is against Charlotte. I watched that while I was running the other day in the in the gym. It was on FS FS one or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, it does set up really, really well, and you know, hopefully, like you said, it all kind of starts this weekend. I put the over under on Florida State wins at four and a half. If they lose this, it's probably going to be four. If they win this, I think they can get to five. I think they can win two of the last four. Uh, after this with with a loss coming to Clemson so I got six I think six wins I think they're gonna do it I really do I really think, I think they win out minus Clemson they run the table like outside of Clemson? Clemson yeah I think yeah. they're gonna do it I think they're gonna play in some kind of bowl game uh and I think that'd be a big step up for Antoine if that happens Florida State back on fans, if, we're all you're about threes and, and I'll also say if that happens I'm not expecting it to obviously I picked Pitt to win today but if Florida State gets the six wins from here I don't care how weak the schedule is that's some really good progress and improvement that you can build upon and be excited about. And it sucks because we're Florida State fans. I grew up in the 90s. We were in the top four every single year when I was growing up. But I would be super hey. excited about a six-win season. I would be super excited about a six-win season based on how it started because that means you are showing legitimate progress and you are getting at least some sense of buy-in. So that – I hope you're right, man. I, I really do because that would – I never thought I'd be so excited about the thought of winning six games as a Florida State fan. But that, that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Well, you and, anything about six and five this year is really seven and five in a normal year, right? Like you replaced the Florida game with the Notre Dame game. There was your auto loss, and we'd have one more cupcake to to play, right? So I don't know about BC, seven, man, because we would have had to play them normally. <laughs> well, we would have got. I mean, actually, it was tougher. We would have gotten Syracuse this year instead of North Carolina. And I know we beat North Carolina, but having Syracuse, I mean, Liberty beat the heck out. But of we'd Syracuse. have we would have Liberty. BC instead of Duke. So that that's a. I think BC's a loss if we play them this year. I mean, we also would have had Wake, you know, instead of yeah, that's true. Know, so it goes a lot of different ways. So, yeah. but I mean, I, I'm telling you, the Syracuse game would be a win. So I mean, yeah. Oh, if if that's kind of what you swapped out, but I mean, obviously the ACC wasn't going to do us any favors. Um, was Virginia on the schedule beforehand? Virginia wasn't on the schedule this no. year. We played them last year, so that would yeah, no. would have been off the schedule too. So um, that yeah, looked like so, to win until this past weekend. So. They did look good this week. Their defense isn't very good, but that worries me if two teams get in the shootout. Um, yeah. So we'll see. But, yeah, no, I'm with you, Antoine. Um, 
Well, I'm not with you on predicting six wins, but yeah, I think, it, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> you're crazier than you've had a little too much extra sauce. Oh, um, no, I haven't yet. No, <laughs> we'll after we get off the call, but yeah, I have not yet. <laughs> um, Trey, Rich, you guys got anything before Antoine before we go? Uh, just hit me up after you get off of this, man. I got I got all the spots for you, man. Just hit I, me up. I definitely will do that. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Antoine, uh, we're here. Well, welcome to go the ahead, beat. I, yeah, man. Just welcome to the beat. I'm uh, happy to to see you join it. There's a lot of good guys on there. Um, it, you'll definitely have a good time with them. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to reading you, your stuff and following you. And I know where TGO is going. Tell us where we can follow you. Uh, you follow me at Antoine Staley uh, on Twitter. Also follow my work at the Tallahassee Democrat too, as well. So yeah, that's the best place to find me. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for hanging out. Go Knowles. Hopefully you're right. We get to those six wins. Um, but even if we're not right, enjoy that double fries, no slaw tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I definitely will, man. Y'all take it easy. Thanks for having Appreciate me on. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Antoine. Absolutely. Thanks, uh, buddy. Freddie, I want to get your thoughts. We we talked about it right there at the end with, with Antoine, but um, I want to hear yours as a player. And I know Richie's got some Richie's got some definite takes on this, but did you guys ever have to have a players-only meeting or anything like that during your time? And then, like, what are your thoughts on this one that, that has happened, um, supposedly happened this last week or so? Yeah, we had a, a few of them. Um, shoot, most of them when we were playing trash, players were trying to figure things out. Um, everybody knew what the standard was, and we were just trying to come to agreement somewhere. Like, we understood what the standard was at Florida State, and we weren't playing up to that standard. But my whole issue with this situation is um, – I guess they did it on the, the bye week and guys were – I heard that the guys were mad that they had to practice on the Saturday. Is that the case? So I'll, let me read this real quick. So it the, it first came out with um, – I want to make sure we have credit here. Bud Elliott on the Nullcast, um, who works for 247 National, and then Brendan Sinone, who works for Knowles 24-7, later confirmed it. But I'm, I'm not going to read verbatim uh, what Brendan wrote on uh, 247 because it is premium information. So there's your free publicity. But what Bud said was free, so go listen to the Nullcast. Essentially, what happened was they originally were not scheduled to practice last Saturday, but the NCAA um, banned all team activities uh, from Tuesday this past week for Election Day, so players could go vote, which I think that's the first team they've done that, which is a great thing. I think they should do that every year moving forward. Um, So Mike Norvell said, okay, so we're not practicing Tuesday, and I know there's a weekend where players are looking to potentially go home in his mind, he doesn't want people going home because contract tracing, you don't know who you're going to be exposed to, where they've been exposed to in a few days. You don't want an outbreak of COVID on the team. That's just the world we live in right now. So we said, no, we're going to practice Saturday. So I guess a couple of players went to Coach Norvell and said, listen, we really want the extra recovery day. Some of us want to go home. Can we just have the day off? And Norvell apparently just said, we're practicing Saturday. You know the consequences if you don't go. So a couple of our classmen called for a team meeting. And uh, again, according to Bud Elliott, the Nolcast at that team meeting, it wasn't your typical, hey, we need to get our, you know, get our crap together and figure things out. It was guys almost leading a revolt saying, hey, we don't want to practice Saturday. Is anybody considering opting out like to the point where, you know, it, it was almost like going behind Norvell's back and saying it, like, listen, I'm done with the season. Um, the good news is it sounds like it was just a few upperclassmen um according to both brendan and bud very few underclassmen even went to the meeting 
And the res- it resulted in zero players missing practice and zero players opting out. So it sounds like it was just a few bad apples trying to, you know, try and force their hand or, or whatever that may be. Um, I just hope, m- my personal opinion, I hope Norvell finds out who organized that and whose idea that was, and they never play a snap at Florida State again. Because if you get that mad that on a fall during the Saturday, you're asked to practice because you just came off of a ass whooping to a one in four Louisville team by 32 points. And then you say, no, we don't need to practice. I want to go home or I need an extra day of rest. That would piss me off. I played for a no name high school. We didn't win a single game my junior year and we got random Saturday practices and we knew you showed up because if you didn't, you wouldn't play in the next game. So that the good news about it, it doesn't sound like it was very widespread at all. It sounds like it was a very small handful of players trying to put some feelers out to try and get other people to join them and opting out or skipping practice or whatever it may be. But I think cooler heads prevailed and it sounds like that was rejected. So the players that call this meeting, they may think they're leaders, but clearly their teammates don't think they are because they did not follow through. Um, But when I heard all the details, it just really upset me that you would be so mad about having to practice on a Saturday because you want to either go home or take an extra day of rest or go out for Halloween that you would try and boycott a practice when you are two and four coming off that loss that it just rubbed me the wrong way. And again, I I'm going to be looking at the snap count this week because if we see a senior or junior, that's a starter or a, a key reserve and they play zero snaps and there's no injury involved. I think we have our answer at that point, but Freddie, I went a little longer than I thought I would there, but you were asking the, the context. So that's the context of it. So what are your thoughts knowing all of that now? Okay. It's, it's kind of, um, tough because usually on bye weeks you always have this happen. Like guys are expecting to be able to go home, and then guys hear that they have to practice a day where they thought they would get the weekend off, and then they're trying to, you know, lead this revolt like you said. And yeah, man, we're not going out to practice. Coach needs to let us go home, but that's usually on the team that's winning. For them to just get the ass whooped against Louisville and do this, like we we struggled all season. And these guys are doing this when the coach is trying to get them better, knowing that we're going to miss a practice. We need all the practices that we can get. And then it's the the, the, the supposed leaders on the team that are calling these meetings. So when you see what's – when you, people ask what's going on with FSU, that's what's going on with FSU. We have no leadership. Shoot, our younger guys are stepping over to the plate more than our, our vets are. That's what's going on with FSU. We have guys that aren't buying in. And their heads are somewhere else. They don't want. They don't want to be here. And if they don't want to be here, we don't need them. Freddie, I, I think you made a very key point. Because when you played at Florida State, you won like eighty percent of your games. So it's one thing if you're, you know, five and zero heading to a bye, and coach called the practice like, come on, coach, we're five and zero. Like we're doing everything you ask of us. These guys are two and four. They've been blowing out and embarrassed multiple times. The fact that they would even think that it's okay to go to coach and say hey we don't really want to practice this week coming off a 32 point loss when you're losing a practice three days after that to me it just rubbed me the wrong way and I I feel like I've been overacting more than some people about this but I that's just frustrating to me TJ what what are your thoughts on that so I'm not giving anybody a pass and saying that it's acceptable but I'll kind of play devil's advocate here or at least try to provide the justification for it um it's not acceptable and anyone that was a part of it should probably just be dismissed for the team. But if, if Norvell just wants to bench them for the rest of the year, I mean, I'm fine with that too. Um, 
you know, I don't know how dismissing players works with their scholarships and stuff like that. So if you just not let them play for the rest of the year, I'm okay with that. You know, like if you, if you gave somebody a scholarship, you should honor that even though it wasn't him that gave it. So, uh, but my thoughts are this, that's just such a product of our society. The upperclassmen on this team didn't commit to coach Norvell. They're not going to be here um, to turn the future around. Nobody's even going to remember them like they do the, the 2010, 11, 12 Florida state teams that, um, that we credit with turning things around so that 13 could, could, could win. Right. So I'm not saying I, that's acceptable. Again, I think those players should, should be done, but it makes sense to me, right? Like if, if you're a kid on a two and five team, you were promised the world um, you committed to either Jimbo or, or Taggart when there was a lot of excitement here and, and, and you've got five games left, you know, you're going to get blown out in one of them. Uh, You're probably not playing for the NFL at this point. You're, I mean, I don't want to guess who it may have been. Obviously, there are a couple of guys on our team that are playing for the NFL. But uh, you're an upperclassman. You're, you're pretty much done with football in a few days, a few weeks anyway. And you don't want to practice on – like, I get it. I, I think that's just our society um, in general. Again, so not saying it's acceptable. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying I understand it and – consequences or actions have consequences now that you made that choice if 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 the priority is no longer football to you because of all of those things i just mentioned then coach norvell has to make his decisions with with yeah. you know what should happen going forward so again i'm not saying it's okay i'm not saying it's right you know there's a reason a lot of companies when you put in your two weeks notice or when you're on the way out anyway just say you can go ahead and leave today <laughs> right mm-hmm. so it's kind of the same situation i'm just in the staffing role so that's kind of like yeah. what i think of so it's kind of the same situation you know they they know that if you put in your notice you're not going to work very hard in those two weeks right and we got a couple guys that are five weeks away from being done with the we got guys that are in that situation right and yeah. again i'm not saying it's okay i'm just saying like i get it i understand why it's happening yeah. to, to build on that point i think like you said, and I'm not trying to go a philosophical or anything, but it is society, right? These kids. So let's talk about the seniors. No names, just any senior on the roster. They committed to a coach that had just won a national championship in recent years. The year they signed, they had just beat Michigan in the Orange Bowl, a top 10 team. And when they got to campus as true freshmen, their first game, they were ranked number three in the country going up against number one in the country. So I feel like they were entitled to – that was going to be their career at Florida state, no matter what they did. And instead they're 20 and 24 at, to this point in their four years and complaining about having to practice. So to TJ's point, I get it. Like if I was a player, if I was a senior and even if I was a starter or just not playing much, uh, it'd be hard to show up every day and finish these last five weeks out, knowing all your goals are off the table. But at the same time that the, I guess the, the part that bothered me the most, if these, if these seniors had just said, Hey, I'm just going to opt out the rest of the way. No problem. That's fine. That's your choice. Um, that's the best for both parties. But trying to get underclassmen in there and trying to get others to opt out or skip practice, that's just such the wrong way to go about it and, and rubs me such the wrong way that I kind of wish Norvell, if he knew who these players were, he would just kick them off the team because they won't be here next year anyway. And it's not like even if we win six games this year, which I think is a long shot, that's not going to change anything in recruiting. So. We, we probably spent more time on this than we would have, but it, that's been something that's been bothering me, but I, I definitely get your point, TJ, on it. And I definitely get your point, Friday as a former player. But like you said, you always played on winning teams, at least at Florida State. You never played on a team that was two and four. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of see. I mean, we haven't really heard anything about any fallout or anything that's happened since then. So, I mean, we'll kind of see what happens. Like Richie said, if 
there are some guys on the sideline that we have no justification for being on the sideline and we'll see. And, you know, if there aren't, um, I know you didn't want to give away a lot of news. I mean, everything's already been screenshotted on Twitter now anyway, but uh, were there names mentioned in Brendan's thing or no? There were not. Um, No. And I, and I think even if Brendan or Bud knew they would not release those names, which I think is the right move on their part. Um, You don't need to throw kids under the bus. Um, Mike Norvell is going to find out who they were and it's up to him to decide. So I, Especially yeah, no, I, was just, I was more so just curious because like we may never know, you know, like we may and never know. We probably won't. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not, and I'm not going to, there's people I think that it may be, but it, it would be totally unfair for me to even speculate when I have no idea. So I'm not even at the end of the day. If I mean, at the end of the day, I trust whatever Norvell does, right. Whether, yeah. you know, my preference would be that those players are no longer playing and we kind of move on anyway, because it's better to build for the future. But yeah. uh, I mean, I, I kind of trust what he does in, in this situation. Uh, Cause he'll know more details than, um, you know, than we know, or even Brendan or, yeah. you know, and Bud just, knows. So just a quick 30 second, like recap of what we all know. Again, Mike Norvell got here in December by March. He could only contact these players via zoom until August. You can't build relationships on zoom or FaceTime or anything. And that's what he had to do because that he didn't have a choice. So that it, it's not surprising that these seniors that are on their third head coach, and uh, have seen, you know, 20 different assistants coming out of the program. Don't trust the guy, but that's, that's human nature. So I, I get that part of it as well. Like I said, so I understand their thoughts. They don't want to practice. They don't want to. The, the biggest thing for me was the report that they were trying to get others to join them and either opting out or skipping practice, as opposed to just making that decision themselves. I think that's the biggest thing. If they had made that decision themselves, I'd be, I wouldn't be mad at all. I'd be like, Hey, you know, that's good for you. You made that decision. You're good. But to try and call a meeting to get as many people to, you know, and I use the word revolt loosely because Bud or Brennan did not, but the way they explained it, that's what it sounded like. Um, that's where I had the problem. Just another thing that we get to talk about that has nothing to do with football on this show. <laughs> right. uh, we, we don't, uh, we don't run out of topics very quickly. Um, we have, do you guys have anything else? Are we, are we pretty much wrapped up with this? Yeah, I think I'm good. I mean, it's, I thought uh, I love doing the pick. I'm like you say, TJ, it's like we're college game day. And in my mind, I'm telling myself, I have millions of people watching my picks to, to see what I'm doing here. Well, um, and then Antoine was great. It was, it was, it was, good. Yeah, it was, it was good to bring Antoine uh, Staley and introduce uh, the Florida state's newest beat writer to, you know, the people who watch this every week. So uh, I'm glad we got to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I followed Antoine for a while. I believe he was covering the Panthers before this. So up there in Carolina, um, it was exciting to see when he got added to the beat. We followed each other for a little while. Um, he went to Eastern Carolina. I don't know if you guys saw that or East Carolina. ECU, yeah. Um, yeah. The Panthers Pirate. on his shirt or the Pirates. Yeah. The Panthers. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting on Harlan to queue up uh, Trey's double fries. Harlan, I don't know if you can hear us or not. He said he was good. Um, so I'll just kill some time while we're doing this. If you guys are still hanging out and watching or listening, if you can go to, uh, any of our social media that exists, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of it is double fries pod. If you can click like retweet, share, follow on all of them, we would certainly appreciate it. If you're listening on iTunes the next morning, if, uh, or tomorrow morning, or just whenever before the game starts, maybe on your way to Tallahassee, if you could rate us five stars and maybe share this pod with, 
some of your friends, we would certainly appreciate it. And then if you want a little something extra um, out of the pod, we appreciate those that listen weekly and check us out. Uh, but if you want a little something extra, you can go to patreon.com slash double fries pod and check us out there. Um, we will be hanging out in the, um, we'll be hanging out in the discord this weekend during the game. We will do another live show afterwards. Richie is not allowed to, uh, we're going to wait until Richie sobers up. If Florida state wins, like he's not allowed to come on here lit and on the sauce, like he did against North Carolina after not picking us when we're the favorite at home. So we're going to wait for Richie to sober up and then we're going to do the show. If it plays out the way you said, we're up by uh, 31 early uh, and we're sweating it out, then I'm probably going to be pretty sauced up on that extra <laughs> sauce at that point because I plan on taking it easy. So this Saturday, it, it actually works out perfect for me. Um, it's my mom's birthday, so we're taking her out to lunch at work. So by the, I'll get home right at four. So there will be no pregame for me. So I, it would take a l- pathetic performance by florida state or just a complete nail biter for me to have to get to that level that i was at for after that north carolina game we uh i thought your uh i thought your mom's birthday was next saturday like the weekend of the coach so, house thing so it, it is tj you your but, mom's birthday yeah, no i did not it's next saturday <laughs> but she works for uh, osceola county here in uh, florida and her office with covid they've gone to seven day a week staffing with staggered days and it just happened mm. this is her one saturday of the month she has to work so i can't take her out so i'm going to take her out this weekend for lunch gotcha gotcha i am going to a one-year-old birthday party for twins um and the entire family is gator fans it's uh ali wilbur ali peak that, that go dogs the other po- <laughs> yeah no i'm excited i'm wearing a red red and black shirt and everything um uh, her dad played for UF. Her her brother played for UF. Her husband is Eric Wilbur, who was a punter for UF's national championship team. Uh, so they are all Gators. The kids will be dressed in gay, like and the and the party starts at four o'clock or three o'clock. Sorry, right before the game. So I know I'm hoping they're so upset after that. I mean, obviously they'd be happy that it's the one year old's birthday, but yeah, I'm hoping they <laughs> I'm hoping they all lose. Richie, nothing- Freddie, what you got going? Freddie, what you got going on this weekend? Saturday, I got a little running around and doing then uh probably get back to watch that that game later that evening but not not too much just hanging out um hopefully we'll watch us win and watch the dogs win as well so that'd be a nice saturday um and then we got a good bucks game sunday night uh it's for first place in the division should be fun actually it'll be a tie yeah it's a big one in the uh It's a big one in my house because my my wife is from New Orleans. She's a diehard Saints fan. Drew Brees is her favorite player. Um, so we'll we'll be uh, getting after each other uh, Sunday night. So maybe we can record a little earlier on Sunday. So we're we're good by kickoff. I'm good with that. I uh, I picked the Saints to win that first one. I like the Bucks to win this one. I think I, if they play better, if the, mm, I don't like them to cover, but I like them to win. <laughs> if they play better, if they play like they played against. Uh, the Giants. I mean, they'll they'll lose by twenty. I mean, is, that, is that was, Brown playing? Antonio Brown good this week, or is he still? I mean, he's on the roster. He's activated. I don't know if he's yeah. actually playing or not. Well, he's I mean, living with Tom have, Brady right now. <laughs> I mean, if I if I'm the Bucks, they'd rather have Godwin back than than Brown, just because Godwin has the familiarity. Yeah. I want um, both. I want both out there. Right, but I mean, if I can only pick one, but I don't know if Godwin's back or not. I, saying that, still, I like the Bucks to win this game. I mean, it could go either yeah. way for sure. Um, but Breeze and Brady is is really fun and. Yeah, I think that game will be 
I think that game will be really think, exciting, like always. I wish it was like week 17. It would just make it for so much more drama and stuff, but well, it works well, I out think this way. the I like the Bucks because I think that Giants game is really good for them. You know, it it you always want a midseason scare when you don't lose. When you play bad against a not great team, but you still get that win, but it's still enough of a wake up call. I think that's I think that was really good for Tampa Bay. I I don't know if they'll cover the five and a half, but I definitely like them to win. Freddie, you, you watching that game with us? Yeah, um, I think I think you're exactly right. First week, um, New Orleans got them, but I, I I like Tampa this week. I think the Bucks defense is playing better. I think their offense is gelling more than it was in week one. New Orleans hasn't been super impressive either, but you know, competitors like Breeze and Brady are never out of any game, and it'll probably so go I, down to the fourth quarter see. again, and it'll be really exciting. It, it'll be the game of the week. I mean, without a doubt. So real quick, it, it could get really interesting because, uh, you know, I know we're hopping to Trey's uh, drive through real quick, but Breeze did not practice today. He was on the sidelines nursing a shoulder. I'm sure he'll start on Sunday, but one hit, we have might have Jameis Winston in Raymond James Stadium against Tampa Bay. Um, that's like, I, I would never hope for injury for anybody, even, I, even if I hit a player. Maybe a little tweak to where I want to see like Jameis versus Brady. That would be must-see TV for the entire nation. Now, you, after all your takes, I mean, you'd much rather lose to um, you'd much rather lose to Breeze than Winston, though, right? Because I'll Absolutely. be in 100%. I'll Absolutely. be in, if Jameis comes in this game and the Saints win, I don't care if he hands the ball off every time to Alvin Kamara. Like those will be the best handoffs you've ever seen, and I will yeah. be insufferable for the it, next. It will month. change nothing about how I feel about the situation, though. But I, we I would love for Jameis to come podcast. in and play well. Yeah. I would love Jameis to come in, play really well, and the Bucks just eke one out because I, I do think Jameis still does have a bright future in front of him, and whoever signs him next, I think has a chance to get him at a probably a good price tag, and he's got another six, seven years of, of good football. So I, I, I'm pulling for Jameis. But I think we made the right decision going with Brady. So that, that's just my thoughts. We haven't had that podcast yet. We definitely need to do it where we argue. I don't want to give away my take on that because I have I have a take. We should probably do it. We should probably do it this Sunday after we'll we'll talk about the pit game and then we'll talk about uh, Winston Brady since the since the Bucks and Saints are playing. If, if we can jump, take, jump on it like if we can jump on it like six p.m. then we can recap the um, what time's the game like eight twenty game eight twenty. 6 p.m. is tough for me, but I might be able to do like 6.45, 6.45, 7. I got to get out here to watch The Bachelorette, though. My wife is banging on the door saying, we got to watch this, guys. I'm so embarrassed by you. Hey, we got Trey Rollins drive <laughs> hey, it's through. great drama. <laughs> I've had enough drama this week um, between football and everything else going on. I'm, I'm done with drama. I'm trying to take it easy and go watch some Adam Sandler movie or something, but we've got Trey Rollins drive through coming up before we do. You guys have any songs, any, any songs, any shout outs, somebody pick a song. I think I had the last one. Um, shout outs or anything before we get to the game. If not, we'll get Trey Roland and then Harlan will play us out with the song. So uh, shout outs. Now I'll say, I'll save my mom's birthday shout out for next one when it's actually her birthday. So I, I don't have anything this week. Um, yeah, um, good week. Uh, shout out to everyone who's been watching the news the past week and holding it together. It's a stressful time. That's why I was excited to come on this podcast because we wanted to give you guys, you know, an hour, hour and a half to ex escape from all of that noise and just Florida State football. We all love it. We come together as a family for that. 
Um, so that's why I was really looking forward to tonight. Yeah, no, um, nothing for me, and I agree with Richie. That's a great time to get away from everything and shoot, just have you some fun, um, kick, kick back, drink you a beer or something, and just enjoy the vibes, man. Get away from life's trouble. Um, yeah, I can't think of any shout outs right now. Shout out to people that support us and the fans uh, that tune in thousands of y'all every week. Shout out Guthrie's as always. And, uh, little Mew company. I can't wait for Freddie's yeah. extra sauce segment. I missed it this week. Um, but there was nothing to break down. So, um, <laughs> if we play really, really poorly, maybe I can just get Freddie to do extra sauce on George's win, but we'll, We'll see, but uh, <laughs> hey, Freddie, take Freddie, take us away with that's the song, some content man. right there. That's some content yeah. right there. We get the hate views on that one. So, Freddie, take us away with the song, man. Um, After Trey, Trey's Trey's thing, Harlan, and then Freddie's song here. I'm gonna go with little baby all in. Little baby all in. All right, Harlan, take us uh, take us out with Trey's drive through, and then y'all have a great night. Hey everybody, Trey Rowland coming back at ya with another episode of Trey Rowland's Drive-Thru. And I know you guys have been fiending for this content because pretty boring, pretty slow news week, not much going on. So I'm here to uh, give you all the action, uh, all the action that you need in in a pretty mundane week of American life. So here you go. Speaking of mundane, Florida State coming off a bye week facing the Pittsburgh Panthers of Pat Narduzzi. They're three and four. You look at the advanced metrics, they're, you know, 44th overall in the country. So, oh, you know, pretty, not too bad. Not, you know, Florida State can maybe do some work. Except we're kind of after that debacle at Louisville. Uh, We're kind of in the mid-70s. I think we're 77th. So, uh, yeah, we suck. You guys already knew that. But Pitt's not that great either. So, how do they look on both sides of the ball? Well, Pat Narduzzi's got about the 93rd ranked offense in the entire country, which is ass. So that's good. The bad. Their defense is ranked about the 20th in the country per S&P+. Pat Narduzzi, they, uh, they, they, run, a, they run a cover four kind of quarter scheme. Uh, basically, if you're not too familiar with it, he's a Michigan State disciple, Mark D'Antonio. Also, um... If you, uh, if you kind of stick a, a Phillips head screwdriver in your eye and watch some tape of the 2018 Florida State defense, that's kind of what we were trying to do, except much, much worse. Uh, they're good against the run. They're good against the run. They have a good D-line. They have good linebackers. They, uh, their secondary is okay. It's not bad. They actually lost their best player at uh, safety, Paris Ford. He opted out, so thank God. Uh, but they're a, tough, they're, they're a tough crew. They're tough. They're disciplined. They're physical. They're strong. All of those superlatives that Florida State's current defense is not, apply those to Pat Narduzzi. They're gritty. They're a gritty Midwest, you know, Pennsylvania iron worker team. So where do you attack them? Well, uh, according to my man, X's and Knowles, Kevin Little, you can find him on the X's and Knowles YouTube where I am always every week at the triple option video film review plug for me. Uh, looking at Kevin Little's analysis and it's something that I agree with, you can try to attack him in the flats. That could be, that could be an issue uh, of that type, that type of defense and those linebackers. 
uh, could be an issue getting them out in space, getting them out to the flat. Also, teams like Miami have taken advantage. Even though the pit defense is sound, uh, if you can kind of spread them out a little bit, the middle of the field's open for the RPO game. So look for uh, look for Cam McDonald. That's my Trey Rollins drive-through surprise uh, surprise star of the game, if you will. I expect Cam McDonald to have a big game. So, uh, but it's a tough task. It's a tough task for Florida State's defense. Hopefully, Jordan Travis is healthy. A healthy, moving quarterback taking advantage of some scramble ability would be a welcome addition to this uh, projected slot fest of a game. Now, let's talk about Pitt's offense because they suck. They are not good, and they're going to be even worse because Kenny Pickett, the starting quarterback, is out. They're playing Janet Yellen, Joey Yellen, Jimmy Yellen. I don't know what it is, uh, but they're playing a Yellen, and he's not very good. It's a pro-style offense, so they're boring as shit, so that's fun for us. Weird, boring pro-style offense. However, they have issues establishing the run. Weird. Got to watch out for the deep threat on Florida State's cornerbacks. So listen, what does this come down to? Well, uh, it's weakness against weakness. It's the weak Florida State defense against the terrible Pittsburgh offense, and it's the the inconsistent Florida State offense against a Pittsburgh defense. So it's going to be like two Hello Kitty pillows, like smashing into each other. It's going to be, it's not going to be great. Uh, And I think it's going to be sloppy. But, however, uh, I think Florida State's going to pull it out. They're going to win this game 24-17. to It's a W. Florida State's going to move to 3-4, and and I can be a little bit happier the next time I'm ranting in my work parking lot on my lunch break. So I love you guys. Double fries, no slaw. Thank you. Love you guys. You guys are great. Good job on the billboards and all that jazz. If you guys want to see me, I'll be here every week. Also, uh, triple option, FSU, X's and Knowles, YouTube. I do a little bit of writing for Tom Nation, but you're probably tired of hearing my voice. So anyway, see you later. Go Knowles! Shit up, Quay. My mama been told me don't get no poor performance. And whatever you gon' do, just do it. Never thought about doing music. I was trying to build my phone up, contact full of drug abusers. Run around with that mask, trying to figure out what my cousin doing. Prison with the Migo, found out they was selling bricks. Wish I would've knew that shit, I would've been lit. Swear to God, since I was 17, I've been hood rich. I be at James Harden House, I'm all in Houston in the mix. I'm talking about spare time in New York, I buy flow seats to watch the Knicks, and I don't even know no players. I just wanna show off my new drip and put my chains in layers. I might just stand up and go crazy, someone make the layer. And we ain't squashing shit for free, you niggas gotta pay us. You niggas better pay us. Yeah, no, he might not beat it, I told a lawyer, go for a lighter sentence. I don't want no problem with y'all niggas, y'all got women tennis. I don't gotta sell drugs no more, bossed up, got plenty business. Run around that lamb truck, I wreck this bitch, it ain't rented. Giving out my respect, get respect in every city. Niggas know I came up, but I came back through the slums with Diddy. Fucked around and got plugged in, I'm biting down Red Richard Miller. Stay out my little brother business, just know that they give millions. Press the button right there to let the doors in. Go on, oh yeah, oh.
I go LeBron when it's crunch time, it ain't no holding me. You got a Maybach bench truck, I'm tryna buy one. I told her, Shawty, just let bygones be bygones. Tell the fans, get out my dick, I don't gotta buy guns. They got the right one, yeah. Press the button, right there. To let the doors in, go hard, ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going all in, this house vibes everywhere. She calling more friends, my word or none. I cannot bargain To let the doors in I'm going all in She calling more friends I cannot bargain